happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close as we give you an opportunity to know more about how our ministry began and to learn why we do what we do. Well, thank you everyone for joining us in today's podcast. I am Erica Close and I'm here with Kim Miller. Hello, and thank you for coming alongside of us in this journey as we serve the Lord. We appreciate your support and we just thank you so much for your prayers. Absolutely. So this is the final in a four-part series that we've done on Wednesdays, just allowing you, our listeners, to get to know us a little bit more. Uh, Three podcasts ago, you would have heard a program about how Woman at the Well Ministries uh, got its name. Then you would have heard a testimony from Kim about her faith journey. And then last week, a testimony from me about my faith journey. And today we're going to close that out, talking a little bit more in depth about our ministry. And to do that, I would like to ask Kim to start us off and talk about how it all began. It's an interesting thing because I'll be perfectly honest. I thought that I was studying the Word of God simply for my own edification so that I could be called the friend of God And it was so that I would have a strong personal relationship with him. And at no point in my life did I really feel that God was going to call me to to use that information that he had given me in any real structured way. However, to whom much is given, of much is required. And uh, God works in interesting ways, and the ministry began because someone who I went to church with knew someone who had a live radio program, and a day or two before she was supposed to go live again, like she did every week, she became incredibly ill and knew that there was no way she was going to be able to do that live radio program the next day, and she asked The person I went to church with who happened to be her neighbor is, do you know anybody who on a day's notice could turn around and do an hour program of teaching on the Bible? And my friend at church said, well, I do, and gave me a call and asked if I would do it. And I called the lady and asked a few more questions. And I started out with my very first radio appearance doing a a message on John chapter 11, The Greater Blessing. And we've since have written a Bible study called Waiting on the Lord out of John chapter 11. But we did that program and it was live. And this was before Erica and I had teamed up together in the ministry. 
And we did this program live, and the telephone lines were just lighting up when it was over with people who wanted to know more about things, wanted to know more about my ministry, wanted to know more about what we would offer. And the people at the radio station were like, you have to have a, you have to have a radio show. And I'm looking at them because I had, didn't have a ministry at the time. I didn't have any real understanding of how to have one and had never thought about having one before. And so when I walked out of that door, the only thing I knew, and like you said three podcasts ago, it, you'll hear that story of why, but the only thing I knew was the name. And I said, Women at the Well Ministries, if I feel like God is calling me to do this. And so I walked out praying. There were some people with me, and we were all praying. And with a couple of three days, the radio station had called us back and said, you know, we have this time slot. It costs X amount of dollars. Here's what you have to have. One was a name. One was a, um, we had to have some sort of logo. We had to have a website. We, there was all these things that somebody who is a research scientist for the government really isn't thinking about in their lifetime. And all of this had to happen within the next week or two in order for us to be able to be on the radio and people send any kind of funding to help with these, what I thought were exorbitant costs on the radio and I'll let you tell them why my first phone call when I got home that late at night and it was incredibly late it was probably midnight was to you in Massachusetts because we needed to do what we had started doing which was pray and I needed a lot of prayer and a lot of guidance and a lot of understanding from the Lord because I'm a happy planner don't normally turn on a dime unless it's the Lord who speaks clearly and since this was a foreign idea to me I was really kind of struggling. So you can pick the story up sort of a few months before, and then we'll head back from this space in time with what happened afterwards. Sure. So as Kim mentioned, she's a research scientist, and the reality was so was I. We worked in the same um, science agency for the federal government, and it turned out we had a friend in common. We had a friend that uh, worked out of my office, but um, Kim taught uh, leadership classes, and she taught with my, my with our friend, with our friend Ellen. And uh, unbeknownst to the two of us, we were both talking to Ellen a lot about the Lord, as you do when you know that you are called to, you know, share the gospel with um, with someone. In this case, a coworker. And so one day, Ellen, I think, got a little bit frustrated with me. I think. And, and she me. was always fed up with me because all my stories had something to do with Jesus, the Bible, and God. So Ellen's, you know, got a little frustrated. And she said, oh, you've got to talk to um, Kim, who I teach these classes with. She said, you two are the only people I know who talk about God. And I kind of chuckled and walked away and said, oh, my goodness, I need scientist friends who know the Lord. So I called her right up out of the blue. And I don't remember everything about that initial conversation, but I know that I left the conversation believing that I had found a friend in science who I knew loved the Lord and who I knew um, could talk to me about what it meant to be a Christian. I thought could mentor me through what it meant to be a a Christian uh, working in science. 
and I was I was excited. So we started talking. We started talking in very much what I would consider very much a mentoring type relationship. We would uh, pray together. Uh, we would study together, and uh, we just talked about being, I guess, women in science in the Lord. And you're so kind as to not either remember <laughs> or not uh, maybe just let everybody else know. When you first called me, I really was busy in my work, and you just seemed like you were so much wanting a mentor, and you were so far away. And I thought surely there was someone better suited to mentor you in your own church and close to you. So I agreed to talk to you once every couple of weeks for a few minutes so that I could answer some question you had or whatever. Um, And those few moments turned into prayers every week and turned into a great friendship. But why don't you tell them what the turning point was for me from going from I don't really have time and I'm probably not the one best suited to mentor you from some over a thousand miles away or wherever Boston, uh, Cape Cod is from where I'm at. Um, there was a point in time when that all changed in my heart and my mind. And I think you're very aware when that point was. Well, I think that those of you who listen know that Kim Miller is an accomplished um, Bible, we'll call her a Bible scholar, right? She, she knows the Bible and she understands deeply how it applies to our lives. And, you know, at this point in life, I was studying a lot. And at that point, I was studying the book of Deuteronomy, which happens to be my favorite book. Uh, I don't think it's very many people's favorite book, but it is mine. And I had written a devotion on Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I was really excited about what the Lord had taught me. And so I sent it to Kim, and I asked her to look at it. And that was the turning point. I assumed when I had been talking to her that, that she probably wasn't all that serious about a relationship with Jesus, and she um, probably was not going to be really studying diligently the Word of God. And these were all assumptions that I was making on a very quick assessment in a busy life about what I just kind of knew of her background Um, being such an accomplished scientist, kind of, you know, I thought living in the Cape, they probably didn't have fundamental teaching. And I made a lot of, a lot of assumptions that I think the devil was trying to really give me uh, so that this partnership in service to the Lord would not happen. But I thought anybody who is calling for a mentor and explaining that they have not been a Christian all that many years and they have not, you know, been a student of the scriptures. If they're going to tackle Deuteronomy 30, I thought, this I've got to see. And so I stopped everything I was doing. And within three or four paragraphs into this devotion, I was like, I need to know this person. I need to know somebody who can read Deuteronomy and give it back to me in such simple, plain language 
that will transform my life if I just do what Deuteronomy is telling me to do. And I learned the lessons that are being explained in the book of Deuteronomy. And I have taken classes and I have seen scholars and I've never seen anyone be able to digest this in such a way that it can be so easily understood. And so that changed everything because now I had questions and these few minutes that I was willing to give to her turned into very um, consistent long studies and we would pray together two or three times a week and during that time she also became very close to my mom because I would be out of town sometimes and she might call me at the hotel but she would call at home because maybe I'd forget to tell her I was going to be out of town my mom would pick up the phone and then the master teacher (laughs) would begin to speak to her and so this began what is now a lifelong friendship. And that is pretty much where we were when Kim got the call to start the radio program. And that's why she called me in that midnight when she had all these things that she needed. And I was asking her to pray that I would find somebody who could do a graphic illustration of the woman at the well that had not been done before that I could use as a logo and that I didn't, A, know anybody who was a graphic artist and I didn't know anybody who could use these illustrating programs and I certainly didn't have the money to hire someone and she just quietly was saying nothing, which you that know her know that's not really how she operates. And suddenly there was just this pause of silence and she said, I... I can do that. And so at first I thought she was like saying she could read something and learn it because she's very good at that too. But she really had the experience. And what I have found, not only the beautiful logo we have and all the graphics that you see are at the hands of, of Erica Close that has been guided and inspired by the, the Lord, but every need that the ministry has had, the Lord provided clearly and simply and we've not wanted for the things that we have needed to do exactly what he's asked us to do now if we think something else and it's maybe not in his timing or what he wants it gets a little complicated and then we just stop and wait until he unravels it and it's simple again but that started her involvement in the ministry and she served a very technical role Uh, for a few months until the Lord began to work in her heart to make a transition from being in the Cape to West Virginia. And not only that, but from being a scientist into the world of education. And as God was transforming her, he was creating a role in the ministry and he was knitting our hearts together much like he did Jonathan and David's. And I think that that's one of the things that is, you know, so exciting for us when we sit and we look back at the ministry is that the Lord did amazing things um, in our lives individually, but his purpose was that we would be able to be in the same place to serve him together. And uh, it always just amazed me uh, how he worked. I remember, Kim, you just mentioned, you know, the things that whenever we had a need, the Lord, um, the Lord provided. 
And I remember early on, early on in our recording time, we didn't do a lot of editing of our audio. And I remember that we reached a point where uh, technology had just changed. We really needed to be able to edit our audio a little bit more. And at the, that time, neither of us had ever really done that. But uh, I remember always just being blown away because we, we knew the software we needed and we got the software and we started looking at it. And I remember looking at it and I understood exactly what to do because when I worked as a geologist, I had processed what was seismic data, which is sound data right, that you use to, to look at the seafloor. And I realized that all of the filtering, all of the waves, all of the energy there, it was exactly the same. And I remember being so amazed that the Lord would take all these things and put them together for his use, right? All these things that he did, changes in your life, changes in my life, all those changes were that so he could put them to use, and he does the same thing still to this day. And I think what I had a hang up on trying to figure out embracing what God was doing, putting you in the role, was that we were two very different people with two very different upbringings, which we've talked about in the previous episodes of this series. And we were so far apart physically. And it just didn't seem to me like, like this could work at all. And a very instrumental person, not only in my life, but became a very instrumental person in your life, never wavered on her vision that you would be instrumental in the ministry of Women at the Well Ministries. And she would always say that it'll be as much her ministry as it is yours. This is God's vision for the two of you. Follow closely. And I mean, if we had a nickel for every time she gave us that speech in some form or fashion, we wouldn't have to work at all because she was always telling us that. Because I had a hard time embracing someone who had not been raised in the same kind of teaching who I had not known but a, less than a year or two. I had trouble with that. Uh, you were very adventurous and very much more trusting. You seemed to just fall right into that, like... You were falling off a cliff, and you were happy. You didn't think you were going to smash. I felt like I was falling off a cliff and was going to hit the rocks all the way down. <laughs> um, and so God would work through my mom not only to teach you scriptures and let you go through the teachings that I had been given my whole life so that if you were asked a question on what woman at the well ministry stood for, you would answer it the same way that I would have, and I could trust that explicitly. Not only did she do that, she worked on letting us trust him and his plan to do whatever he wanted to do with the ministry. And in doing so, we grew close together because we made a pact to pray every day together. We built our friendship on prayer and Jesus and his word. And our friendship was predicated on the foundation that we were our call from the Lord was to serve together. So we had to get along because we could not serve the Lord in his work that he had put us together with if we had dissension between us. And it became 
very obvious to me, and I know to you, and you can speak to that in a second, that we had to work out a friendship that was knit together by God. And that at the end of the day, every day, there couldn't be anything left unprayed about or untalked about. We had to be good to go for the rising of the sun the next day because we were going to be asked to work together as sure as the sun come up. And that explanation and understanding of that that I believe my mom really fostered in us and caused us to sit together at her feet and read the scriptures and to pray together was the basis for to this day if there's a disagreement or we see things a little bit different, the sun might go down, but neither of us go to bed until we have worked it out. Because when the sun rises tomorrow, he's going to call us together to serve him. I think that's one of the things that's you know so amazing, too, is, is all that he did in that because you know in the same way you know you started out uh this podcast talking about how you know you never felt that you were that you were studying and all that you were doing was for you to share it in that way right within you know in a ministry you know i never thought that i was going to be called to the ministry beyond perhaps leading a bible study in my church or something like that which I was doing um, when we met, but you know, clearly the Lord had very different plans, and I think that's one of the things that is just absolutely so amazing is how the Lord takes people from different places and puts them together physically, you know, and not physically, right? But puts them together for His purposes, and I think throughout all that you just talked about about what the Lord did, he made the purpose very clear to us, to each of us. And we knew that we were being used by him. We heard the call. We understood the call, usually. And we needed to figure out, you know, what to do. But the Lord also gave us everything we needed needed to figure that out. And, you know, I think, you know, you talked about, um, at one point you said I was adventurous, uh, I never felt like I was being adventurous. You moved from the Cape <laughs> to, to Milton, West Virginia. <laughs> but the Lord had made all of that so clear. And, you know, when you think about times in your life when you just know the Lord is speaking, that was one of those times. It's kind of funny because when I think of other decisions I've had to make, you know, more recently in life that honestly have many lesser consequences than that move. Um, they, they seem so much harder, but that was never a question that when that became clear to me, it was crystal clear. And it was because God needed something to get done. And it required both of us in the same place. And he sure did it. You were determined. You were, had a purpose and you embraced West Virginia, like no one I have ever seen in my life. And you embraced the call, and you and my mom, I believe, went through the scriptures twice uh, before God took her home. And I remember, and I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but I remember after one of our evenings of sitting at her feet and her studying, and we were going over some things to make sure that you and I were on the same page. And more importantly, though, we were 
on the same page with God about some very um, important foundational issues. I remember when you got up and left, because uh, you had already moved here, and you moved one street over from me, which ended up being a miraculous blessing when my mom got sick and you could help take care of her. But I remember that one particular evening you left, and I remember my mom looking down. She was sitting in a seat, and she kind of put her head hand on the top of my head as I was looking up, and she said, the ministry God has given you is not yours. It belongs to him. And he gave the same one to her. And I kind of kept that for a little while because I wasn't even sure I liked that idea, (laughs) (laughs) giving up what I thought had been mine. But I have to say that as I've watched God unfold in your life and I've watched God unfold in my life, and how miraculously he has weaved the hearts together, but he has kept the call on your life and the call on my life. Though we are different people and we have different calls, the calls are used for the single ministry. And as I've watched him mesh that together, it has been incredible to me how only God could do that. Absolutely. We couldn't figure that out if we had tried to do so. We would never have figured that out. And so that. we both have very different roles in the ministry. I certainly do the content and, and most of the presentations of, uh, or the preaching, certainly. You do a lot of teaching and writing uh, devotions. Again, you should check out her Deuteronomy 30. It was life-changing for me. But... You do the technical aspects of things. Mm-hmm. Decisions are made jointly, and you have a vision for how things in the ministry can grow and get bigger. I have a vision for how our knowledge can get bigger and greater and how we can give more of Jesus to someone else and how we can understand the scriptures more clearly to hit different types of people and different needs that people have and I'm very centered on the word and you are the piece of the puzzle that takes that and gets it to the masses and you always have the vision for how we can get more and more Jesus to more and more people absolutely and I love that and I'm always continually just amazed at how the Lord takes the things um, that he needs to get done and reveals them to us. And then on my part, at least, lets us know the tool we need to do so. And he continually does that. And he is clear, and he is clear with that, just as he was clear when he explained to me when I was living in Massachusetts that I was moving to West Virginia. He makes it clear. And I'm so forever grateful for what he has done. And I, I did embrace West Virginia, and West Virginia embraced me. And ultimately, you embraced your call. I did. And I have embraced my call, and it never ceases to amaze me what he does with this little girl from Milton and the young girl from Cape that moved to Milton, all because we wanted to be used of him. And we love the fact that he also gave us our very own theme song, Happy Girl, that was written uh, for 
a group that, that sang it, never, then they recorded it once, uh, Fudge Creek, um, but they never wrote it for any particular reason. But it's a happy, we are happy girls. Yep. And God has um, really impressed in our heart that song because it says we're living for Christ and we are happy girls. Yep. And God has taken us from that first phone call that I pretty much blew you off on <laughs> to a daily presence of him in our lives and a time around the throne through ups and downs of things that have happened in our lives personally. And we're watching the ministry grow, and he continues to gift you with amazing ways to expose the people of the world to who Jesus is. And I continue to keep my head in the word, trying to learn one more lesson, another way to say it, some way to get it to him. Because I want everybody to come see a man which told me all things that ever I did is not this, the Christ. So I probably don't say it often enough, but thanks for being adventurous. Thanks for following, and thanks for facing your way through. And thank you. Thank you for sharing all that you studied and all that you have learned with people around the world. Remember, everyone, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
Be good.